What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Skirt. All right, Joe. Yo, welcome back to the Mega Late Show, episode 49 of the number one hip-hop and dub culture podcast in Japan. Yeah, yeah, I am Mega. Yo, this is Late. Yes, and once again, we are bringing you a new episode every Friday, highlighting dope people coming to Japan, people in Japan, creative culture out here. And today we have a super special guest stopping in. He is one of the most notable and prolific artists to emerge from the nerdcore music scene. And also outside of that, but he's also a Guinness Book World Record holder for having the most songs in reference to a video game franchise. Congratulations to that. Over 130 songs in reference to a video game, which is also still a comparatively small number to his entire musical output. Uh, he's got his own comic book series. He's got a new project to just drop uh, called Matt Mania 3, which you can find on his Bandcamp, as well as a project that came out, I think, two months ago called Emerald Nights with uh, Bag of Tricks Cat with a really dope Kanye-esque kind of cover to it. So uh, take a look at that. He also has a podcast, which we'll talk about a little bit here, and he's visiting Tokyo yet again. We have the one and only... One of Earth's mightiest MCs, Mega Ram. Mega Ram. Yo. Yeah. I don't even know what. What is that? Prince. I can't hear anything. Oh, oh my. That was, uh, <laughs> that was scary. Purple yeah, Rain. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he was trying to hit the applause drop, but we, did, we, did not get that. we did not get that. Yo, that was the best, dopest intro ever. Can I, <laughs> was, can I use that for my live shows? That, that was, was like the mega intro. From, <laughs> one, from one mega to another. Thank hey, you so much for that. Thank you. Also in studio, we have DJ A-Rock, who is out here with Mega Ran right now, rocking too. We're having a lot of hip-hop conversations and talking a lot of junk right now. It sounds great. One of my favorite things to do. And uh, since we've got two really talented and notable people on the podcast, we're going to run things a little bit differently today. Uh, let's just get started by talking about uh, Japan a little bit, Mega Ran. Uh, I know you were out here last year. I assume you've been out here several times before. Uh, how many times have you been out here? Man, I was just looking at my passport stamps, and it, this is my seventh time here. Dude, get a new um, passport. So I'm, I'm just blessed. You know, we've been coming here since 2011. I came with A-Rock as substantial in Marcus D first time. And then from then, I was just hooked. And I was like, I got to find a way back out here every year. So i uh, just been coming ever since, just doing tours. We shot a documentary here of our a vacation trip. Um, Tokyo Game Show, of course, is relevant to my interests. So I wind up doing that. Uh, so, yeah, there's just been a lot of, lot of cool stuff that's happened through my career and thanks to japan so uh i'm definitely very thankful to be out here again yeah man um unfortunately i, I haven't seen you perform out here at all every time i hear about it you're man, always it last your night out. where were you yeah man i was at home i was playing Fortnite. <laughs> man late didn't invite you that's that's messed up i know where no I, I i'm not sure if he i'm not sure if he did uh but he was just like yo you got the four yo that's not my event scott popular uh, <laughs> You could have sent them the Facebook event or something. Yeah, I could have. You know, I could have. <laughs> I did not. Sure, sure. He didn't. He didn't. I mean, you're in the same country. You know, we came all the way from the U.S. So right. you know, what I mean, and we made it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but uh, to be honest with you, I find a lot of ways not to get to events these days. I always have some type of excuse with my daughter or something like that. Dang, I need lazy, one of those. Man. <laughs> So if you have a kid, that's the best excuse ever. So, oh man, I need family, one of those. Family first, so I absolutely understand. We're playing Yokohama tomorrow 
and then um, Kyoto Saturday, but uh, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to make that. My daughter's got a thing. Of course. <laughs> uh, yo, so what is your what is your favorite place here in Japan? Oh man, I man, it would be cliche to say Akihabara, but honestly, it is. It's, it's everything I love in one place. All the electronics, video games, you know, arcades. Make cafes, all the cool stuff that's like street for the visitors, but also for, for like a techie like myself, it's the best place to be. So I spend a lot of time there usually. Right on, man. I mean, I go out there for my tech stuff, but usually nice. I just, I rarely even buy physical video games anymore. I just download them. You download them? And yeah, yeah. I'm Same out of space books. on my PS4, so I need to either get a bigger PS4, but I do like, I don't know why, but I'm still into buying physical games. Even though I just sit the box down, I never look at the art, never look at the instruction manual. Yeah. They don't even have instruction manuals anymore. So like, but I'm, I don't know, I'm still into buying physical game i think physical is going to come make a comeback man especially with music and everything well yeah i don't know about music it is but yeah i'm not a i'm sorry folks i'm not really a gamer get out no, no so I you just, don't know I, this beat that late's playing right now yo man i have no, no idea no, no. everybody knows this beat yeah. no, <laughs> no this is, no, my, this no, is one not, of my wily remixes yeah. from a japan no, project it's, not a, it's not like that it's more like i'm so into doing so many other things that like gaming kind of just kind of almost fell off yeah i'm in that same yeah bag. you know yeah. the funny thing is because i'm from the virgin islands and like i was my house like was one of the first houses to ever have an atari like you know i'm not gonna say how old i am but you know i think me? you just did yeah yeah you did and mm. i'm talking about like what first gen <laughs> you know what I mean? oh man. yars yeah, revenge yeah. and like you know combat you know oh yeah and we used to kill it like every day you know what i mean I, I mean i was so young i was like i don't even know what this is but i like it you know and then all of a sudden i don't know i mean just different things that i decided to do like career-wise life-wise um you know i discovered turntables and I was just like, yo, this is better than than a joystick. Yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't know. Went that direction. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, I think that happened to a lot of notable people. Like, they found Fruity Loops and was like, yo, no. I'm done with the PlayStation and I'm just going to make these beats. Yo, my I name made is my Ninth Wonder. True. I made my first beats on a PlayStation. It was an uh, MTV Music Generator. I used to make beats and uh, and then sell those beats um, to folks that were trying to rhyme and stuff. Um, even maybe some notable cats in Philly at the time bought PlayStation beats, even though I lied to them. I was like, oh, I use a couple programs for this. <laughs> and then, I'm, this I'm, is an MP3 3000. MPC yeah. 3000 <laughs> right here. 3, Dude, I made my first beat, and I'm catching it. I'm going to see if anybody knows this. I made my first beat on a pause tape. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, I mean, think we you all know did. pause tape I, song? I did that. I mean, I made... I don't know about late, but yeah, we definitely made pause tapes. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. definitely I like, like that though. That's like, how I made beats. I was like, well, just looping a section yep. of the beat, which oh, is yeah. exactly yeah, how like, hip hop beats. Yo, yeah. taking man. those breaks. I can, I can make that red alert mix. I only have like a double deck tape deck. <laughs> you know what I mean? I used to have to find the tape decks that didn't like make that pause in between every record. Every time you press the record and play. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it would have that gap. You had to find the right double deck plate uh, radio and stuff like that, man. It was crazy. Yeah. Shout out to Pause Tapes. 45 years of hip hop, man. Mm -hmm. Let's go into this little bit, little bit of a temperature check where we just kind of ask you guys questions about like your favorites in hip hop. Let's, All right. And, and also, I think since we've got some some uh, gamers and comic book fans in here, we'll ask a few temperature que uh, check questions about that as well. Uh, let's start with uh, favorite MC when you were 16. 
dang this is definitely a good way to age folks um 16 was when i probably first started rapping so at that time it was guru q-tip the method man those are my those are my and red man those are my favorites when i was 16. there we go there we go <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. I'm guessing we're around the same age then because that was kind of probably like the Genesis. Be, yeah, well. that was like 93, 94, I believe. Okay, so hold on, let me do some math right here. Oh, wow, man, 16. You said, you said rapping Duke? <laughs> you want to know what? King hey, Tim rest in peace, rest in peace. Can't be messing with him. Um, yeah. Whatchamacallit? Actually, he was a radio host. Yeah, yeah a lot of people didn't know that. Um, so I mean, I'm, I'm not hating on rapping but Duke. You I love rapping Duke. I'm going to tell you right now, where I was at 16, it was almost damn near everybody. Because that was golden age. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was. but I'm going to tell you right now, what changed my life. And a lot of cats would probably be like, well, yeah, he's not an MC. But got to realize, I'm a DJ and I listen to melodies more so. I mean, lyrics are hot, um, but Chuck D, like. Public Enemy just changed my life, man, because they were doing stuff not just with like the vocal stuff, but just musically, you know, with the Bomb Squad and stuff that I, that was like, oh wow, we could do that. Okay, you know, this changes the world. Yeah, you shout know, out but, to Hank Shockley, man. Bomb yeah, but exactly. But you want to know what? If I had to go, sixteen. I mean, lyrically, you had Rakim. Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, KRS One, and Slick Rick. Um, man, who else? You had Lakeem Shabazz, Cool G. I wonder if yeah, he Queen. Said cool G, yeah. yeah, I don't know if Queen Latifah. Well, MC Light was out back then too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it was just like, yo. And it's funny because like now the people who are everybody who's arguing in their f- f- top five, all were influenced by all those MCs. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the blueprint. A lot of those guys will be on my list too, but they were before sixteen for me. So yeah, way absolutely. before. Absolutely. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I still I still hold them to a, a completely high regard. And they're and, still working. Yeah. They're all yeah, of them absolutely. are still working, man. Yo, actually we had um Elder Sensei from Artifacts on yes, the other day. And yes, he was he like, was, he was yo, Chuck D last week last week. Yeah, yeah. Chuck D, favorite MC. Also Lock Him Shabazz. Like just, just you know, um yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people were giving. Uh, I, I love, especially when the younger cats are going back and kind of doing the knowledge and paying attention to that. Cause I think they're getting tired, just, dude. I think they're getting really tired. I think perhaps the man. good stuff lasts. The good stuff lasts. There's stuff for the moment, and then there's timeless stuff. Physical yeah. video games. That's why I will never get mad at what like the direction of hip hop and oh man, all this mumble rap. I hate the term mumble rap. I feel like a lot of those things are just like. It's, yeah, like this stuff is, it takes talent to do these things. You know, a lot of people think, oh, it's just garbage. It's just a different time. That's all. Different time. Yeah, I've, I've never been one of those people who said like hip hop is dead or hip hop is dying because I've been listening to dope hip hop ever since I started listening to hip hop. Exactly. New dope hip hop every year. This year, I've listened to over 85 albums and a good majority of them are just great albums. Good to great That's albums. True. I think it's, it's a matter a of uh, people understanding exactly what hip hop actually is versus what is being put out there to be portrayed as hip hop or or to to mask a a a mass public of oh this is the definition of hip hop. Don't don't look at that 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 old or real definition of what hip hop actually is. So I'm not going to say like hip like rap or what. I'm going to say music versus hip hop because hip hop engulfs 
so much and i think even has surpassed the five elements you know but i don't i think a lot of um not to this younger generation but i think a lot a lot of the younger generation possibly don't know or understand or, or actually realize or see what the the um, foundations of hip-hop actually are and i think a lot more of them have access well, to the internet actually sure. or the tools where the older generation we kind of like we're busy you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well i mean uh, when i when i was coming up like everybody who was into hip-hop was kind of a participant like you you got into hip-hop you learned to break dance you learned to write graffiti you learned to rap you you wanted to dj you wanted if you had the money to get equipment you got equipment but everybody was a participant and with hip-hop being uh so much in the forefront of popular culture now like to people hip-hop is a fandom where they just listen to it like same thing with maybe comic books now um i grew up you know uh before the bubble burst and i was i was you know i had all the wizards, all spawn, and and we were a little bit of the weird kids even back then. And then we continued that fandom, and now like anybody, anybody you see on the street is going to have a, a Daredevil shirt or, or a Deadpool shirt, and they're going to tell you how much they love the movies and how much this character will beat that character. But it's like, yo, but did you read the you know the Joe Kelly run? Did you you know what I mean? Can I tell <laughs> you exactly Wars, about the power comic, rating? But the comic you know? companies didn't necessarily do themselves any favors when it comes. They didn't to that. know what to do. Man, because anime they, came in. Because they re rebooted everything, yeah. like all the stuff we grew up reading, isn't canon for right. the most part, you know. Especially because of, DC. Yeah, like they just blew it up, like you know, between the Star Wars and the and the DC universe, and, and a lot of Marvel stuff has been reset. So a lot of the stuff we enjoyed isn't necessarily canon. So now that leads to us watching the movies and being like, wait, no, that didn't happen, you know. I had an adverse Small effect, thing. Uh, like uh, that. I stopped reading DC after New 52 because I was just like, hey, you can't just throw out, you know, you already did it once and I've been there ever since then. You can't just yeah. throw it out on me like that. And then when Marvel did a soft reboot after Secret Wars, I was like, come on, man. But I'm on both sides because yeah. it kind of helps because when as a new fan, if I walk into the store and I see Superman, Spider-Man is on episode or issue 400, I'm like, oh, I can't get in on that. But if I see Spider-Man's on issue one, I can be like, all right, well, I'll, I'll the start. Thing is now, the and thing is now there's a new Spider-Man it. issue one like every 20 there's issues. A, yeah. <laughs> it's true. You know, and it has nothing yeah, to do yeah, with yeah, the story. I could walk in like, today. We're about to go bankrupt. Let's try something else. There's still great, great comics being written and things of that nature, but. I, I mean, I was very much invested into, you know, the Marvel uh, 616 universe being canon. And yeah, yeah so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm about to drop something on a lot of people because a lot of people don't realize, but I'm, I am, my other profession, professional profession, is an illustrator and graphic artist. Oh. Yeah, and airbrusher and stuff like that. So um, I've done, I actually have released um, um, graphic novels and stuff like that. So with me, when it came to the comics, I was like, the artwork once the artwork switched i was just and it got lazy i was just kind of out you know like i don't know i, I mean like i, well, I mean yeah legion of the superheroes that was like one of my all-time favorite and, and what really helped me push that was the artwork in the 80s in the late 80s and stuff like that now in the 90s come around everybody wants to be like jim lee Oh yeah, and, there definitely and, was and that, that, that five hundred pouches. Awesome, you know what I mean. But then, I, I, when everybody Gun, comes out, uh, you know, you know, and everybody, no feet, you know, five hundred teeth. 
I don't wow. know if that's lazy though. I mean, it takes a lot of time to draw that many teeth. And well, no, no, I didn't say Jim Lee. I'm talking about sure. like you know, but every, you know, yeah. who was the cat who like he could not draw hands to save his life? It was like everybody was. I feel wearing like a Rob Liefeld gives all of his characters scoliosis yeah. and yeah, yeah. it's like everybody has that you know sticky but finger syndrome. Like, going back to what uh, Mega Rant said, like those stories are the most popular now, or. Those stories and characters get pulled for most of the movies and things like that. Now, yeah. Deadpool is huge. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, no, I'm not. Shout yeah. out to Shatterstar being destroyed <laughs> yeah, by that was wow. terrible. The last one. Spoiler. I can't believe they oh, did. Oh, oh, <laughs> I, I thought we all saw this. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, did. I don't oh, know. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, our fan base is not large. I don't think we have a lot of like comic book fans just coming over. They well, not anymore. So they're, oh. Yeah, they're they're out of here now. <laughs> they're out of here. Yeah. Let's go into some comic book shit. Like. uh Goku versus Superman. Let's, what? let's hear is that it. comic book really? Dude, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, yeah. well, I'm like this. Close I enough. hope, I hope Goku because I, I Superman has always been boring to me. Yo, he's, I hate when people powerful. make Superman win all the time. He's man. too powerful yeah. to me. Yeah. I mean, he, he, I'm the only guy in the room that's going for Superman in this one. No, I'm a Superman guy. I am. I, I, it's a shame because today's world is not built for Superman to, to work. And it's the same thing in wrestling and, and late could probably relate. But you see, I good like guys the, aren't cool anymore. But you see, but I liked the ending of the last Superman movie. Everybody was like, oh my God, he doesn't kill. I was like, he just did. And it was awesome. You know what I mean? Oh, the I Man really, of Steel. Yeah, I don't want to go off on a tangent about all the reasons I dislike this. No, no, no. But it was cool because it wasn't like he was just mad. I mean, he struggled with it, and that was awesome. I like that aspect of that effect. Like, okay, it's not like I mean, he was just like mad, and I'm going to kill this guy. He literally struggled with it. What I hate is that they never really went back to that point. There's so many. Problems they got with him that in. Movie. They got him in like two other movies yeah. now, and they never went back. Passive aggressive Superman, mad because some guy offended him in a cafe, so he destroys his truck. You're 30 yeah, years that's old. A little. Yeah. See, Cap- <laughs> Captain America is another one of those Boy Scout characters whose ideology is fully formed before the character becomes anything and superman's like that too and i think that you could really do a great superman story i've read great superman stories that are but, modern but birthright mark wade those are great superman stories that explain even why people don't see they see clark ken and they're like oh this guy's could never be superman because he intentionally dresses a certain way and carries himself it i i think that it's it's lazy and and dc wanted to kind of capitalize off of that nolan darkness uh like very realistic approach to the character and you can't do that's that that's not okay. superman no yeah. you can yeah. make him you so, can go fantasy with so while we're going back and forth on superman how do we think about uh what's his name as uh as batman uh, affleck affleck yeah affleck, affleck as I, batman I, I like batfleck but i don't like the movies yeah the, <laughs> the movie. I, didn't, uh, I didn't really dig the movie i think he's a great bruce wayne yeah. he's awesome as bruce wayne uh I, yeah i guess so yeah i dig it but the I fight think- sequence, right? The 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 uh, the warehouse fight sequence, mm-hmm. probably the best looking Batman fight sequence that I've ever seen. It looks like yeah, the Arkham yeah. games. It looks phenomenal. Great. But except for all the people he killed, he did murk a lot of people. <laughs> he murked a lot <laughs> of people. Batman. But that's what I like. I mean, with I guns do like that too. Answer. I was yeah. like, whoa, guns? What is <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah. Speaking yeah. of that, an <sighs> arrow. Um, what's his name? The guy with the ski mask. Is he using guns or stunners? He be shooting up a lot. Oh, I don't. I think they all can't. got burners, man. <laughs> I don't watch heat. Arrow, but I don't yeah, know. yeah. This dude is just pulling out guns. They never really say like, "Oh, are those bullets or 
I mean, there's cats like really, literally, yeah. like killing just everybody. People to sleep. Sometimes you gotta, yeah, right. You ever see the uh, bad man uh, YouTube videos? It's like well, you just killed a bunch of people. No, I didn't. I put them to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking long naps. It's like, no, you just broke that guy's neck. Yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah, that guy's back is like his spine is shattered. Worse than yours when Bane got to you. Yeah, that guy's dead. Yeah, like, no, I'm just man. making him take a nap. Yo, I, I got a maybe potentially a controversial question. What's up? All right, I'm not talking about their series, just them as characters. Mega Man, Mega Man X, Mega Man from Mega Man Legends. Oh, how do you rank them? Well, see, I'm an old head, so it's classic first, Mega Man classic, then X, then Legends for me. Um, only because that's the order I played them and enjoyed them. There's a lot of people who love X. X is faster, graphics are a little cleaner. But when I think Mega Man, I think classic 8-bit pixelated Mega Man shooting the little lemons. Pew, pew, pew. You know, so um, those are my favorites in that in the order they came out. Then that's just probably because of it's always what you experience first you know what i mean right. that's kind of like that's how it goes yeah if only batman shot lemons in batman v superman <laughs> i think the world would be a oh better my place. god let's not make this a batman episode <laughs> no. what's uh, wrong with batman for an no. hour no. <laughs> i would actually really love to talk about that but uh, <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> yeah. we could we can do yeah, it we can unpackage that well let's go let's go into a little bit about your career then mega rand um, okay um now I think Layden and I are very familiar with Nerdcore, but could you explain what that means to you and what you think about the movement? Well, um, simply by definition, Nerdcore is, uh, I guess, hip-hop that is uh, centered around what, uh, items, things, media that would be considered nerdy. So computer games, video games, comic books, TV shows, pop culture, even. Um, so kind of music that reflects the times, but from a pop culture lens. Um there's so many different ways and styles that it can become about. When I first heard of it, it was MC Frontalot who created the term. He uh, he made music about sometimes computer games, but sometimes about working in tech support and songs about that journey and songs about uh, you know having difficulty meeting people or meeting a girl at the Star Wars convention. You know, so having a nerdy lens to be able to tell your story through. I think more and more the the line is being blurred. Things have now inserted like wrestling there's wrestling rap now there's harry potter raps there's game of thrones raps so there's literally something for everybody and uh, i think that it's definitely blurred to me it, the line blurred from the moment inspector deck said swinging through your town like your neighborhood spider-man because i was like oh snap he's talking about the stuff that we like so it's like you could argue and i can argue very well that wu-tang is nerdcore so it's one of those things that uh, it's just if you reflect, you know, Kung Fu flicks, like any stuff that we really enjoyed as kids and and, and being uh, having kind of, I would say, the courage to, to insert it into your lyrics, you know, sure. letting people know where you come from. In contrast to kind of the uh, macho, aggressive kind of uh, standard for mainstream rap and popularized rap. See, when I was when when I first heard about nerd nerdcore uh nerd rap i was just like somebody asked me about it they were like yo you listen to nerdcore and i was like what is that it's like nerd rap and i was like oh yeah i mean like yeah i listen to anticon you know like i, I listen <laughs> right. to freestyle fellowship and to me uh, to me that was it was just rap that was kind of more avant-garde progressive and not towing that line of like hyper macho shit yeah like you could rap about anything so yeah uh, when i was listening to atmosphere in the early 2000s people were like yo this is emo rap and i was like okay so nerdcore is just 
just emo rap shit, right? It wasn't until I think, um, shout out to uh, Michael Kill from okay. Thought Criminals and Sulfur. We were both on the Soul um, message boards back in the day, and he's kind of the one that introduced me to you i think and the first time i saw you perform was at south by southwest i think with them and maybe ghetto socks probably yeah but this is maybe 2008 2009 yeah, the beginning long time us. ago yeah. and um it was it wasn't until that event that i really realized like there was like this huge upwelling of nerd nerdcore uh, scene yeah and um i i i've encountered so many people who are fans of you and fans of nerdcore that don't like rap music or hip hop music mm. outside of the nerdcore things. Ooh. And you being, you know, us all being people of color, how do you, what are your thoughts on on that and when you come across someone who doesn't like hip hop but likes your work and separates it. you from that? I hate it. Um, I have a line, uh, just talking about it in general, that I don't like rap but I like you. And it's like, the most backhanded compliment you can get. It's like somebody being like, you know, I don't like your dad, but you're cool. You I know don't what like I mean? black people, but Jordan is awesome. He's you all know? right. He's all right by me. He's all right. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, if you don't, I say, well, you're not listening to the right rap, you know, and I say, listen to MF Doom, listen to some Deltron, listen to Open Mike Eagle, listen to Redman, listen to Woo. Like, you're obviously not listening hard enough. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like, if I'm your first introduction to hip hop, that's great. And as a, I'm a lot of people's gateway into hip hop. But I try to make sure that through my rhymes, through my, you know, comments and interviews and things, through my suggestions of other artists, that people know that I'm, I'm a child of hip hop. So therefore, you do like hip hop, dummy. You right. Yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, that's really what I want to say. That, I think that goes back to, like, like I said, the definition of what people think hip hop is and what actually hip hop is. Because you see, I, I use the term nerdcore literally only to explain, like, an avenue that this music is more so talking about, like, gaming and, and anime and stuff like But I don't really, I don't know if I really like the term nerdcore because. I, I, it's all hip hop because I like, let's put it this way. Uh, we were talking about when I first came in and we were talking about digging. He said something yeah. about a Christmas record. Yeah. Well, what opened my eyes was like an old De La Soul video, a VHS video back in the days when De La Soul first had their first album and Prince Paul was on there. Um, Prince Paul was on there and he was like, he, he dropped the needle on this like ridiculous, ridiculous beat. And then he pulled the record off and it was a Mickey Mouse record. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like, hey, any that that's like the opening of what like that's hip hop, you know what I mean? And so if you're gonna sit here and be like, okay, well these cats are talking about video games and you using this uh eight bit sample and we're gonna call it nerdcore. Shoot man. Have you ever heard of a Casio? Cassio Morgan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Going, going back to what we said about mumble rap, I so I like the use of like subgenres to describe things, yeah. but I never think it really does the music justice. Yeah. You know, like especially mumble rap, which is clearly derogatory towards what those kids are doing. It is. And with nerdcore, like you said, you consider this hip hop like nerdcore and this nerdcore. I mean, with, with hip hop, you talk to OG legends like I mean They'll tell you like, oh, Eugene McDaniels, that's hip hop shit. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., first b-boy. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and the way that we are able to repurpose culture and and, and to create things like, uh, and and through all of the shades that, that we reflect, of course, there's going to be, uh, you know, a black dude who's rapping about Mega Man. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> there, that's that's what's happening exactly. in our communities and things. 
it's dumb. That's always been weird for me. Yeah. That so, and people who's like top 10 MCs are like all white rappers. I'm like, that's a little bit strange for me too. Maybe you don't listen well, enough. Yeah. And you see, I don't even have a top. I don't I don't have a top five or whatever. I just think that. I have a favorite. I just think, you know what I mean? Because I'm on, on Instagram. I'm on, I'm on a few hip hop Instagram um, pages, man. And, and just like listening to like the comments and, and like what's actually be, sometimes being posted. I sit here, I'm just like, you know what? Rock doesn't have this like competition. I mean, and I'm going to tell you right now, man. I'm all for like, because one major part of hip hop history for me was the Queens versus Bronx battle. You know what I mean? And to me, we'll always, I mean, some people will say the, uh, what, Kumo D and... Uh, LL. Yeah, not well, not LL, the one before that, the... Uh, uh, busy B battle, okay. Busy B, and yeah. and um, you know, would be the greatest. But to me, I mean, this is what I this, when I got in and I understood, um, discovered and understand it was like, and I still think it, this battle, the Bronx versus Queens battle, really shifted music, you know. Um, so many moments but, like that. In yeah, but in so I so I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of the battle, but I am not a big fan of the let's make controversy, and I think, I think. We have gone, and again, I am speaking as a DJ, not re- you know, what I mean, because like, all I hear nowadays is like, yo, this MC or this beat, mm-hmm. and I never, I never hear music. That's why when I came in here, I saw the oh, Redman yeah, yeah. poster. I was just like, yo, did you hear that new Redman song? But yet everybody's talking about Eminem. Yeah, and to me, that Redman song encompasses more of hip hop than well, the Eminem album technically sure. did. You know, because I'm like, to me. In some sense, the Eminem album is, oh, yeah, okay, here's a beat. All right, I'm going to spit my bars now. Boom. And I've been in studios where it's like, like, cats come in for five minutes. Yo, I, I need to record my bars. Bam, and they're out the door. You know what I mean? I've, and so well, let's, that's let's crazy. Talk about, let's talk about it, man. Let, uh, actually, uh, Mega Ran, you just, you just came out with a track with, uh, I just picked up the album last night, actually. Uh, what is the name of it? With uh, Bag of Tricks Cat? Get out, get out of the nice 90s. Too. Get out the 90s. Get uh, out of the 90s. That's the a fun video. track. We did a video for that. Um, it's really a long joke that not a lot of people got, which I thought was cool. Uh, basically, what we did was got on a great boom bap 90s style beat. And then talked about how culture shouldn't just live in one place. Like it should keep moving forward. And so by by if I just said, hey, respect everybody, it wouldn't necessarily be a message that would be heard. If I say, get out the 90s and grow up, then people are like, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. I love the 90s. What? How dare respect you? Respect know? your elders. So yeah. it became that. And I'm like, yo, I've been in this game 12 years plus. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a kid of the 90s, the 80s and 90s. So... I love the 90s music, uh, but I say I have a line in there where I said that uh, Illmatic was already done once. It's damn near perfection. Yeah. So why try to recreate that when you could go forward and make something great, not the the Illmatic wannabe, the Illmatic light in 2018. So I just feel like culture can move forward, but also respect and show homage to the, the past. That's what the song's about. And I saw so many comments, I'm glad you wrote that song up, where they were like, yo, what a bunch of idiots. They're rapping on a 90s beat and they're talking about how the 90s sucks. And it's like, whoa, yeah, it's supposed to be ironic. Do you listen to lyrics or just skim through it? Are you, you skimming know? through yeah, it? Yeah. You skimming. You found the okay, point, dummy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, it was a fun record to do. Um, the Emerald Knights album, thanks for bringing that up, is um, uh, one of my favorite tracks. Because 
I'm working with a guy on there, a bag of tricks cat who's 25. So you know what I mean? I'm a cat that's much older than that. Mm. And, you know, so being able to put us together, I thought was really cool because it brings him into my world a little bit. And then I go into his world. We're doing some double time, some trap stuff and having fun with that. So it was it's a great lesson of the old can meet the new and, and coexist. Yeah. And I wish more cats were doing that. Like instead of like dissing these cats, like, yo, why don't you I'm trying to make a song together and see what yeah. happens, you know? And it's funny because, you know, I made a boom bap album for Ran. <laughs> we did. A few I didn't years know you didn't like it. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it all really depends on your the, any type of hip hop that you want to listen to. There's good people making that style of music exactly. of it right now. Oh, yeah. If you want to hear like, you know, trap music, boom bap, you want to hear more old school styles. You you can hear anything you want to hear right now. And that's what Absolutely. I've been, you know, you that's said why it, I gotta, you said hip hop's not dead. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's better it's than flourishing, ever. Man, I got I got to record it and play that every time I get in like a discussion because a lot of people think I hate trap music. I don't hate trap music. I'm tired of sure. every song sounding alike because yeah. I, I'm on a record pool and I get like a like a thousand yeah. songs every night, and it's like. All the equivalent of, them of it the would be like in the 80s if everybody only used the funky drummer break, you know? Like, that's exactly. Which they like, did. Come on. <laughs> but, but I mean, not to the same degree. No, they like, didn't. Like, no, no, no. But they would still do different things yeah. with it, yeah. you know? Because Nas, well, not in the last album, but like, I think two albums ago, he, he freaked the funky drummer beat. And like, literally to a point, like, that's how you're supposed to do it. Use it, but, but flip it. Word. Exactly. That's what, what hip hop is about. What, what about what about you as a person who has has been in the game for the game, been been making your art for you know uh, over a decade and monetizing that? You were a teacher and you transitioned to being a full time creative. Is that what's going on? Correct. Uh, what are your thoughts right now on trying to make money in this in this uh, economy? Ooh, man, <laughs> it's tough. Um, you got to stay active, whether it's you know releasing projects pretty frequently these days or touring frequently um you know it's all about these streaming numbers now it's like you know a lot of my friends they watch these things obsessively like oh my streams are down i gotta you know figure something out and uh, it, it's tough man i think if you put out quality music also support the quality music you put out meaning work those records put up make videos for them travel and tour them you know before you're dropping another project or another song every you know two weeks or something um it's it's harder than ever but i enjoy the grind so i, I definitely like it like i just came off a two-week tour i was home for a day and then I'm, now i'm in japan i'm going back home for two weeks and then i have a, a month-long tour so uh grind. it's the grind you know and, and and it's not it's not for the uh faint of heart you know so uh you gotta really want it especially these days because there's it's even smaller of a, of a way to to make money but people say like oh physical cds are, are gone i disagree as a touring artist physical cds are my life you know cool merch is definitely a big part of it making dope hats dope usb shirts, drive yeah. shirts um you know so it's it's there's different ways now to do it also i do consulting on the side so when i am home i talk to young artists you know give them tips on how to release records how to tour and things like that so it's got to be a little more creative today probably than ever to make money in music where where would you recommend that your fans go to get your music like would mm. you want them to do you even want them to stream off of Anywhere. spotify or itunes should they i go do to Bandcamp? i used to be all, what gets I used you the most money though well see it's different it's not always about the money what gets me the most money is Bandcamp for sure Bandcamp will give you the highest cut but 
Bandcamp is honestly, it's not a competitive marketplace. You know, Drake's not on Bandcamp, for example, or uh, Kanye is not on Bandcamp. So therefore with iTunes and Spotify, if those numbers go up, you could even be listed next to those guys. You know what I mean? So it's being in a competitive marketplace, which could lead to more opportunities for me. You know, so my first, when Black Materia came out, and that was really what encouraged me to quit my job and do this. It was on the, it was in iTunes top 25 next to like Lil Wayne, next to Kanye, you know what I mean? So I was like, wow, I, I'm competing with the big boys. Right. So it gives me that feeling. Granted, I didn't make as much money from that as I would have from, you know, a band camp. Mm. But sometimes it's not about the money. It's about what can put you in a better place sure, sure. To, to negotiate later. I've heard that iTunes takes upwards to 60% of the, the profits yeah. and Google Play as well. It depends, man. Uh, Streaming, honestly, is where it is now as far as getting your stuff played and what's important to those people who can put you into new places. But uh, but yeah, it's the lowest amount of money. I think it takes six six thousand streams or something to make you like twenty dollars or something so it's a lot it's like a penny a stream or something but then no no, it's less than less than that i think it's like 0.9 i think it's 66 66 for for larger artists like 66 streams equals like 199 cent pay or something like that so they say and their argument is and i don't know if it's true maybe for you guys that if you like a song let's just say you like the new nas record you're going to play it more than once Right. You know what I'm saying? And then if you bought it 99 cents once, then that's Just cool. That but if you own it, I mean, if you were streaming it, you're going to play it. You're also going to put it on the playlist where your friend might play it. You're going to share it. You're going to play it again while you're driving to work each day. So uh, over time, you'll make that 99 cents. It's I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But it's that's potentially lucrative, but I mean, it's kind of the same with like the old record deals. Of course, the major artists who are getting millions or now billions mm-hmm. of streams that that's where all and, the, and this the takes revenue, us back, where the revenue this is this takes us back to physical video games <laughs> you know yeah. like like th- that's the beautiful uh beauty of like where the physical aspect of music was it was just like you know you can only get it a particular place so yeah. it's like right here so all this uh stream here or download here you know have it's they almost, started streaming video games where you can just be like, "Yo, they, they you don't do have buy that it, PlayStation, but you can just stream PlayStation it for a thing where you can the you library. can stream." Yeah, you can like you put now? it in the cloud. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, you would think they would have been like from the time Netflix came out, <laughs> started yeah. streaming video. Games. Well, yeah, Netflix. I mean, it took a long time for Blockbuster to die out, so you know that's true. Well, they, time. Yeah, GameStop but, is next. GameStop might be next. When the GameStop oh, really? is a toy store now, I've been inside and I was like, oh wow, it's nothing but plushes oh, right, and right. pop you know, figures. Yeah. Toys R Us is gone. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, going back to being independent, like I really respect like what you're doing, especially after seeing you perform live. Thank you. Like, uh, you know, there's independent, like you know, Chance or like these other guys. And then there's like you. Let it be noted that you did an air quote motion. Yeah, Let the record show that. Like you or like Fonte or like somebody like that, like out there really grinding, like Fonte's doing your own my thing. Man. It is yeah. different. It's much different. And I and I um, now we're just talking about how oh record labels are dying for that was like three years ago where labels were in a tailspin. They've regained control. Don't get don't get it twisted. Oh, oh yeah, labels are good. They've now moved into tech companies and now yeah. streaming companies. Mm-hmm. The Leo Cohen runs like Google Music now. Oh, YouTube, you know, YouTube, which is the, Google. The YouTube. Oh right. Yeah, right, Google right. runs YouTube. Hey, what happened so to um, like, Jay Z's streaming? Title is still, is still going strong. Still around. Okay. 
Um, I just went and visited Def Jam a couple of weeks ago in New York, and then it shocked me. Because, Please say you're going to be in the new Def Jam Vendetta game. <laughs> man, that's all I said. I was like, Def Jam Vendetta or I'm walking out. And yeah, they were like, man. Um, so crazy thing from that, Paul Rosenberg, Eminem's manager, runs Def Jam. So now it's shady Def Jam. Then MGK's dissing Eminem, and then when I looked at his song on Spotify, it says Bad Boy slash Interscope. And I'm like, what is happening? Like everything has shifted, mm. and, and people have moved to different places, and the people that were in charge are now into the streaming side. And I don't know, it's an it's a interesting flux, but the labels have figured out a way to get back yeah. on top. And well, they will. Oh, yeah. Do they're gonna, yeah, they're going to mm -hmm. figure, figure out how to leverage that figure out how to leverage that and um you know with the music modernization act which went to senate the senate this this week or this went week. to congress this week yeah. what um yeah i just saw the, the music modern uh, the music modernization act is trying to make it so artists can receive mechanicals for their streams uh, mechanical sales for their streams yeah. which a lot of uh, especially producers were people being shorted because the metadata was not all there on all their streams so mm. they weren't getting any money artists who have a million streams a month are getting checks for like two thousand dollars because the mechanical information is not True. there and so there. yeah. they're making they're making changes towards that as well so that's good get get your uh you know get your bmi get, get everything yeah get yeah, your yeah. paperwork right that's another thing i tell young artists man just make sure you What's know paperwork my you, lyric yo you gotta be <laughs> you gotta get your get your stuff right man ask oh. at bmi oh, wherever yeah. and um you know work on that stuff and, oh i'm gonna tell you if you do that right you won't have to be the guy like nickel and diamond and running around behind rappers like where's my cut right. a little off yeah, that's topic. perfect uh, yeah Oh, sorry. Sorry, not a little little off topic, but when you said paperwork and you know we made that joke about lyrics, it's just like one thing I do hate in, in like hip hop right now. Or actually, it's even singing or anything. People on stage reading off their iPhone. Yeah, that I haven't happens. seen that one yet, but you, I haven't you know? seen that. Yeah. You haven't you haven't seen like yo, I'm about to. Uh, hey, folks, you know, remember my show? I'm about to. Maybe like, at an uh, open mic or something yeah. terrible. And, uh, Not at a show that I paid for because I'm walking <laughs> I out. I do see the stage refund. diving though. I see a lot of the stage diving. Well, stage diving, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but no, I see. Game, you know, so. you, you see people like reading. Yo, I'm, I'm MC not stage. And I see that reading. on like the radio freestyles a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But that's Troy Av got the phone like yo, kind of inconspicuously over there. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, believe it or not, man, even major artists, man, they they actually. Still read off a of lyrics sometimes, you know. Method I mean? Man like, read off of uh, lyrics on that Black Thought freestyle with him, and it did was he? dope. But, yeah, oh, I Method Man did. It. I mean, he was like, "Yo, this is new. I mean, what do you want? I'm Method Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you, what do you yeah. want here? What do you <laughs> like, want? Wait, 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 like, like he was like a musician no, I can with no more salt left yeah, in the game. Yeah, like, I can but I mean, yeah, I mean, to me, just wrote it. Right, the string is attached to my tongue. Like, if I'm yeah, if I'm paying for a performance, man, I want to see beauty. You know what I mean? Like, like I used look. I agree. I used to hate MC Hammer. I used to hate. I was like, "Oh man, this whack dude!" Until I saw him live. Yeah, there you and go. that changed. I was just like, "Okay, now I understand. I understand there's, it there's all." There's levels now. to this. There's levels to this. <laughs> you know? at, at a certain level, I want complete authenticity for my artist, and at another level, I don't mind that Rick Ross is playing a character anymore. That I don't mind that Serengeti is playing a character. It's just like, ah, it's fucking. That's what it is, I guess. 2019. You know. There's levels to it. And then well, you have authentic artists who are just out there making all their music and doing their thing. And those are the artists I appreciate more. Absolutely. I wanted to go back to like the paperwork, like getting your stuff in order. Like uh, I know you've had relationships with Capcom in the past and probably some other companies. 
do you just have like open access to their library now or do you have any trouble trouble with like copyright or getting uh, permission or anything like that's that? that's a good question a long time ago we signed an agreement that would uh give me a uh, free license to uh to sample any of their their works that's crazy um, so that that just only includes That's why my Capcom. Man's in the Guinness Book of World Records, man. <laughs> so that just only includes Capcom. So if I want to do a Konami Metal Gear game, I would have to go speak to them, you know. So but it I'm only sure that's not a problem for you. Well, sometimes it kind of is. Like people don't always get back to me immediately. Hip hop is still, you know, it's still looked at by some people as like mm, not music. You know Absolutely, what I mean? Yeah. And uh, especially in the gaming Japanese world, in the Japanese well. world, you know, um, where people could be a little more close-minded to. Yeah. Um, there was a rapper out here at Cal Combs who uh, did a song for one of the new Street Fighter characters, Ed, nice. on a Street Fighter Five, and he was telling us, yeah, they were like, hush, hush, you know, NDAs. We, we couldn't really talk about episode. it for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, they wouldn't let us talk about it on the episode that we had with him. Wow. He's a good friend of ours. He had an like, NDA. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, I can understand that. And even with me, the Capcom stuff was strictly with Capcom USA, and they were like, yo, this doesn't make you okay in Japan. Like... They don't even probably know about this. Like it was that kind of thing where he's like, they're very conservative in business and they don't necessarily, they won't understand. And then in uh, Japan, I know that, I mean, as far as the anime side, because I'm more in the anime world, um, like we brought over, um, I'm not going to call the name of the brand, but we brought over a Japanese band and MTV was in our audience, you know, and they, you know, and they were just like, oh, but you got to sign this so that we, you know, there's a release so we can like film you and use your, mu your music and stuff like that. And like literally big opportunity for this Japanese band. But they couldn't, they couldn't sign because there were so many Japanese companies involved. Mm, yeah, and they were less like it's, it makes it just makes no sense to like for us to run around and go to all these companies to, yeah. So they didn't even get a chance to get on MTV. Nin wow. Nintendo's also a little bit notorious for not allowing like the cultures to form. Like they wanted to stop Smash Brothers from being like a tournament game. And oh yeah, you know so they are but all I, over it. A I, lot of I, folks I, I know who who do pretty good YouTube channels where they stream games. They can't do Nintendo properties because they'll just like shut it down. You know, it's it's kind of difficult. But, but shout out to you for that that relationship that you've been able to forge with Capcom. And I think that that's that's one of like more notable things and you're in the guinness book for you know <laughs> what i mean so that is That's that is just phenomenal man congratulations and on that again thank you is it's this something... the first year that you've been in the guinness yeah book? yeah it wow. is um yeah it's pretty wild to think about it you know i've been working for, for a long time on stuff like this and then to be recognized like that's it always feels good um and this is all uncharted territory you know and this is this is basically what hip-hop is is taking what we do and flipping it and work it making it work exactly, somewhere else yeah. and that's and i'm just happy to be able to try to push hip-hop into new places that's really what i'm all about like i'm a Dope. child of the culture so i just want to hopefully make it easier for the next guys to come up under me and be like yo okay i saw what mega ran did and i can i can do this you he know? did that so you don't have to <laughs> exactly yeah. yo i have to admit like um Jay did that. i think i don't remember exactly what year it was it must have been around my university time but uh I got into you, I think, through this guy who used to do a podcast, and he became a nerdcore rapper, uh, Adam Warrock. Yeah. I don't know if he's still rocking or what he's up to. Uh, no, but... he recently stopped. He's um, He was a lawyer. It's okay. interesting. I didn't know he had a podcast, but um, we or did a, a blog. Tour. I can't remember how I got into him, but something he like was that. like one of the most active like nerdcore rappers. Like he did a song a week, and it was about like a different comic or a different game or something. And I think he just kind of burned himself out. Like he was just working so heavy. 
but we did a tour together a big tour and then uh and he was like all right i'm done you know and just decided to hang it up so props to him for you know going out on his own terms and being like hey i want to go do something else now but Super yeah like, smart dude i like we we kind of hinted at like it's kind of got a connotation to it like nerdcore rap and like uh like I, I i wasn't familiar with a lot of your work but uh more recent like i said you've been showing up on like spotify and things like that so i've been like oh this is really dope you know thank you and actually uh there's a song you have with novelist and you you know you you're like uh singing and you know being very melodic and oh, i was like oh this fine. isn't yeah 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 i'm like oh this isn't like super nerdy or anything <laughs> no, you no, know what i mean not. And then, like, actually, then Novelist comes in, and he just, like, ODs on some nerd stuff. And I was like, oh, there it is. Like, he did. He did. There That's it is right funny. There. People always get a little surprised. Like, sometimes I'll just do a track, or even the Emerald Knights album, where there's no game references and no no nerdy bars. It's just kind of just having fun. Uh, the Stranger Things project yeah. was really dope. Thank I really you. thought that was cool. Like Thank uh, you. It's essentially you rapping over the same beat, like pretty much, just because that's how the soundtrack is. It like sounds very eighty. A lot of synthwave eighty like, yeah. stuff. Um, there was a great producer, Isidore, who did those tracks, and um, and we just went in and was like, all right, the the new season's about to come out, and I really love the first season, so just had some fun around the Stranger Things characters. So that was dope. You you often rap from the perspective of like a character, or, like somebody else. Like I read an interview where you said you started out you know like doing the freestyles and the braggadocious and then you shifted more to rapping from someone else's perspective yeah are you phenomenal are you more into that now or do you still like the other thing i like or? both i like some braggadocio but i also enjoy stepping into characters telling stories i think that people enjoy the stories from me the most there's a song called dream master it's probably like the mega ran song where it tells the entire story of me, me that's what up. got me hooked when i saw you perform that at south by i was like yes I'm, I'm rocking with this guy forever dope and that's a song that when i wrote it i was like oh i can never perform this live yeah. like this is it's talking about me as a, a kid being a dork and you know what i mean getting teased or whatever then growing up to take those things and turn it into something positive so it was it was really important to me to write that and um and i'm glad that you were able to, to hear that and dig it you know thank you also i i just want to point out that you're you're such a phenomenal uh storyteller and also i want to say that you're a great motivational motivational speaker hmm. as a as a rap artist thank very you. inspirational but you did a track with uh mc lars a couple years several years back called the mouse and me where you guys yeah. kind of uh rap the whole story of flowers for algernon yeah and that is like uh, One of my your ability books. to condense i mean it's a short story as it is but you and his ability to condense that into just you know a back and forth on like a three or four minute track phenomenal thank you i'm gonna thank put you. that i'm gonna put that at the end of the podcast so people can listen to that one because it's the, undoubtedly one of my favorite tracks from you thank you man me and lars are working on an album about books ironically based on after we did that song he's an english major i was an english major we love classic literature and so we started writing in a whole album that's going to be about books called the dewey decibel system hey, oh, hey, coming later witty, this year <laughs> oh dope dope yeah. we'll, we'll be on the lookout for that do, do, do we have time to talk about teaching for a little bit sure i got a little time do you miss teaching i miss the kids i'll say that um i don't miss the administration um the the different like rules yes. and and barriers and barricades they put on you and ceilings i think this is kind of a unique situation because we both do some teaching and a lot of the people out here you know if they're not somewhat associated with the english language you know mm. system they're like they know of it but this might be the first time someone from outside of japan we've talked to 
who's major within hip-hop community also has some experience with the education system dope i was just talking to sadat x a couple weeks ago in phoenix and he's teaching now yeah, yeah. in jersey uh, wordsworth is teaching like a lot of my favorite mcs are doing a lot of in education which john I think, robinson also teaches. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely though so a lot of a lot of folks are working with kids which is dope um i miss it because i miss the kids there's no other career path that can be as rewarding as as teaching to watch a, a student go from not wanting to do something to being proficient at it you know so super rewarding at the same time you know dealing with parents and rules and regulations and laws and and all that stuff can be a little hard you know but and i think it can kind of stifle your creativity and as much as i tried to be creative in the classroom i would get kind of some pushback from you know from my uh, my elders <laughs> and um they're like oh you're trying to be the cool hip-hop teacher so, okay so stop you mentioned, that yeah you mentioned a sadat x and all these old old cats um well i don't want to say old but you know older cats um teaching now do you think that's like um something that's like like has been birthed like grown in them because of the uh lack of opportunities they had and they're like now that they're older they're sure. realizing and they're seeing like giving back to holy them. crap you know what i'm saying uh if i had known this or if i had the opportunity to know this um you know my life might have been a lot better even even though it's good it would have been a lot better and i you know and now i want to make sure that these youth are learning things that i probably never would have known until i was like you know 30 40 years old and stuff oh definitely i think that's a big part of it and them growing up maybe having kids and then exactly. realizing like yo i want to teach these seeds i was like, a knucklehead right from wrong <laughs> i was an idiot i was dropping out of school and skipping but i want to show them the real and how you can turn it into a positive and things like that so i think so it's from being a part of the culture for so long and then realizing like yo part of the culture is education and giving back see that's why i hate this term relevant i mean so many cats in the u.s use that term like oh man they're not relevant or this is relevant i hate that term because you you know what i mean just because you don't know what these people are actually doing or where their inspiration has de has has guided them. We, we to. gotta we've gotta stop taking everybody's opinion about hip hop seriously. Like I think that's there, what it there's comes just down so to. many people that like you don't need to have that conversation with some people. I, I I hear people approach me all the time that are like, yo, what do you think about this? And it's like, yeah, here's what I think. And then they give me their opinion. I'm like, yo, that is such a crazy, ahistorical look on hip-hop culture that I just don't really feel like giving you any energy back on it. Like, <laughs> if you, if you want to argue with That's me real. that True this that. person is the greatest MC of all time because of this so metric, some random this dude at a bar or something. I'm like, yeah, yo, like, I'm, if you I'm really like, want gonna... me to give you a dissertation on why I don't think Drake is a top 10 MC, I'll let you know. But I mean, yeah. I don't I don't need to do that because the people that I, whose opinions I care about they're not coming at me. They wouldn't that do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. you got to consider the source. Don't, Absolutely. Don't. If if anybody tells me that Sadat X is not relevant, I, I feel like they might just get stone cold stunnered or you know <laughs> exactly. What I mean, I mean but but, but cats say it man. though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You should fight them. No, I'm just kidding. You just ignore. You, you become a teacher so you the can other educate way. them yeah, exactly. before they get to that level. Word. I had a little guy come up to me in the middle school out here. He was like. I like a uh, little Uzi Vert and a uh, little Pump, and I was like, "Yo, I don't know if you know this, but we just interviewed Ali Shahid Muhammad and Adrian Young." I didn't say that to him, but I really wanted to. Nah, he'd probably be like, "Who?" Yeah, exactly. And who? I was like, uh, "Actually, I got to get to this well, English well, lesson." So uh, I mean, if you remember, Uzi couldn't rap over a premiere beat. Well, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah, I think we just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To be fair, hey. I don't really want to hear him over a premiere beat anyways. <laughs> but, you know? yeah. There you but go. Yeah, I think I agree, that was like, like some ambush journalism. Wait, he said, but you know? Yeah, I can't he wasn't fully a rapper, agree with he that. was a rock star. So. But, but knowing yeah, his catalog, there's no reason to put a premiere right. beat in front of him. You know what I'm saying? Knowing his what he's bringing to the table. You, you know who that was a <laughs> rap over a uh, So now you ought to blame the DJ. Trent, Trent Reznor couldn't rap over over a Pete Rock beat. Well, maybe, but I mean, I don't I don't know if I want to hear Trent Reznor do that. I bet Trent got bars. You think he, he might have bars? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he got the beats. But how? I mean, but to me, I'm like, how hard is it to? Yeah, how hard is it to to rap over a a four a four um, beat beat? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Cat, Can, could cat. you do it if we yeah. played a beat for you? Would drop you drop that beat? I uh, drop that beat, man. <laughs> Give us some of these bars right now. Yo. No, no. Seriously. Okay. All right. All right. All right. It's, all right. it's, it's too much. Well, oh, I mean, oh, he's okay. pulling his phone out. Word. Okay. 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 Well, get the I phone. Guess, get the yo, phone. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the episode. I know uh, Mega Ran has to get out of here. And we no, just we were. Did we, can we do the, the, our, the our yeah, song? Yeah. Picks? I, I didn't yeah, want to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Please. Let's do it. Oh, let's sorry. I got in. this lightning thing. So it's, oh, it's oh, a little wacky. Oh. But if anybody else has a phone, is it on the. It's on Spotify. Okay. Technology. The song I was going to recommend for everybody is uh, an artist from Chicago named No Name. I don't know if you're familiar Shout with her stuff. Shout out to No Name. Oh, do you have She's that? She's incredible. Yeah, I do. What's, is it off the new album, Room 25? The new 25? album, Room 25. I've got it, I've got it. There's a song called Don't Forget About Me. So dope. I was I was listening to it on the plane o- on the way over here, and I was kind of in my feelings. I was like, dang, like this is what all artists are thinking. Like, yo, just don't forget about me. You know what I mean? Like, let, let somebody know that... I was out here trying, you know. She's talking about. I hope my mama don't forget about me. I hope my friends don't forget about me. I hope my Damn. granny don't forget he about sounds, me. He sounds sad. He sounds like and now, he she, sounds she's in a, a place. Lady. But, oh, she sounds but I was I was feeling away, and the production is just so dope on this album. Here we go. Here Lord, we go. That's nice. Yo, can I just say that um, I've been listening to a lot of like really grimy East Coast rap, Rock Marciano, yeah. the new Ka, um, Elucid, and yeah. uh, the the new. What is it? What is the new joint called? The new Arm and Hammer. Arm and Hammer. Yeah, yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of grimy East Coast shit for the last couple weeks. This was such a pleasant change of pace. True. Because it's so so mellow. Yeah. And I kind of felt like I was in like you know the sewers of Super Mario World, and then I just popped up <laughs> when this came <laughs> now on. You're I was above like, ground. Yeah, yo, I made it. I made it. Yeah. This this album's yeah. great. She always has awesome production, great melodic voice yeah. and, and flow. Yeah. Um, didn't Ali Shaheed Mohammed mention her as well? Yes, he made a point to highlight uh, women uh, MCs, and she was one of the ones I was like, he named. Who who are you? Some of the artists that you appreciate currently? He named all women MCs, all women. and then Brother Ali. Somebody wow. That's dope. That's dope. Public shout enemy protege. Shout out yeah. to Ali. Um, if I can mention another woman, I don't know if he mentioned, but Samus is amazing. Oh, yeah. She's a good homie of mine. She's in Philly now. Um, inspired by video games as well as I am, but um, I'm not just familiar like with Samus. makes her own beats. Definitely. She has a Metroid project called yeah. Another M, as well as uh, her new album, Pieces in Space. Really dope. Open Mike Eagles on it. Jean Grey. Uh, super dope. So check her out. Dope. Yeah, she is very dope. 
everyone. I mean, uh, I was drawn to her because her name is Samus. So I was like, yo, <laughs> right, let's, right. let's see what's going on here. Right. That's how I found her. Yeah. I was like, yo, on Bandcamp, I was looking through the bestsellers. And I was like, what? Samus? Let me listen to this. You can't just and call yourself dope. Samus and be trash. So it's like, nah, I was yeah. going to critique it hard. And she's very <laughs> solid. She's super she's dope. dope. Super dope. Yeah. And that's the thing, again, there's just such a you know uh, a plethora of super talented artists whose names don't make it into the the news cycle you know when when we hear really great albums like the news cycle is dominated by your drakes your m&ms your kanye's and what they're doing within the culture but underneath that the you know there is just a flourishing of yes, super exactly. talented artists exactly. jean jean gray and quelle chris dropped a music video from their album on the same day as JPEG Mafia. And if that doesn't tell you how diverse, it, like the, like how diverse hip hop culture is right now, the biodiversity in hip hop culture right now is flourishing and it's greater than it's ever been. True. So it when is, people say hip hop is whack or oh, it's dead, uh, educate, smack them. No, no, educate them. Educate <laughs> Somebody man. tried to Don't tell me hip hop died when Sean Price died. And I was like, Sean Price what? came out with a dope album last like year. After <laughs> you know death. what I mean? So after what are you talking about? It's like, yo. Slap uh, yourself, man. Yeah. Pick up that new Mega Ran. Yo, do that. And yo, Mega Ran's live show is tight. So if you yeah. get the chance, it's fun. Definitely it's go fun, out there. man. Thank it's, you. It's, it's, it's just energy, man. I like uh, backing him up all the time, man. It's just crazy, you know. Even Thanks. with, even with, you know, n nothing on the venue because you know they did the thing. It was just, you know, mm. uh, on the spot situation and technology. But um, even when the equipment doesn't work, man, <laughs> you pull it off. I always do what I can, you know. <laughs> yeah. I make sure to have a good show. I just think more if more artists thought outside of themselves and thought about as a fan, like what would you like to see? Exactly, and that's have fun it. with that. Like, would you? Do you want to see people rapping over their words? Yeah. Or oh, no, we that, actually, I think hard. that should you know, I think that should be illegal. It really that should. That really see, should be, that's that. Should that that's up. that cell phone. First, that's <laughs> that, that's a, that argument. You should at least yeah. get a refund. That's like, a, this should be like okay, you like can go discount. get a refund. Right, or, or I, the songs I, that they rap, you get for free. Actually, I just recently did it. It was a small show. It was a local show, but I just, this, uh, and all, all the MCs gave me their tracks um, just to play. With vocals I, over them? I'm like, thank you for your songs for free. Right, you just gave me songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know? When Odd Future was doing that, I was just kind of like, these kids don't give a shit. They don't know what they're doing. They're 16 years old. But, I mean, for an established artist, just come on. Dude, know, it makes no sense. Who I don't understand that? Somebody it. did that recently, too, an established artist. They're all doing it. A lot of them do it now. The SoundCloud What's the name? What's the name? The one that sounds like a guy. Uh, it's a... It's a it's ma, a girl? A ma, woman? Sounds like ma, a girl. Um, ma? Ma? Lil Ma? Remy Ma. No, no. No, no, no. Lil no. Ma. What is the, the she other She had one? that one song about, like, uh, call, me call me Hennessy. Call me, um... Oh, I don't know uh, that. It's, it was don't a, know. Young, young Ma. Yeah. No, young man, young M.A. Young M.A. Yeah, that's why I messed up. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I heard her concert is like. Someone tells you, I don't know who tells them that this is the norm, but and she should know better. And I have people say, she's something, right? She's been fighting for a long time. Yeah, she's from fighting, but I heard that she was out there in England, and she, you know. That's the thing. That's just an artist I'm not going to support. I can't see believe people are still going to Lauren Hill shows. She's oh late. God. She don't perform. Yeah, you she treats stop. her Yo, band terribly. Well, Why go? You have to stand well, up. The strength of one stand album. Stand up to Lauren Hill, folks. You don't have to go to those shows. Oh. Damn. You don't oh. have to. Yo, Mega Rand's out here in another country, troubleshooting in foreign languages, 
freestyling off of Japanese words. Yeah, True. Exactly. Like Very some dope. of us are actually trying out here. And yeah. Lauren shows up late or, you know, back in the day when the Doom thing was going on. And like, I feel like it makes us artists like really have to work even harder. Yeah. You know, and so people don't realize how tough it is already as an indie artist. But then they like, they'd be like, oh, well, some of you guys come late or some of you don't show up at all. And it's right. like, oh, you're setting that bad precedent and that bad taste in their mouth. But, people, about but you know what? You, you got your supporters because like uh, cats were, remember that Robert Glasper situation with Robert Yeah, Neal? yeah. And everybody was like against Robert Glasper. I'm like, most of these people don't even know who he is. You're just on Lauren's and, and side. None of, that, because... none of that information was secret. People have been talking about that for years. Exactly. True. I know people who have had that sim- almost the same yeah, situation man. happen to them with, with her. So at some point, you got to tell people because, you know. So technically, we're not talking bad. We're talking truth. Truth. Yeah, talking yeah, truth. Yeah. You it's know what I mean? And I will say this too, man. If like if you're going to be jealous, don't be jealous. Be better. <laughs> I mean, if, if, don't support artists that deserve your support. Exactly. And I think that that's why a lot of independent cats, cats like Chesky, yourself, Mega Ran, you see oh, a lot of different love from your fan base you know it's they support true. you they they buy every album and it's a different thing than the person who's just streaming somebody who's popular it's, right it's now the or physical versus nostalgic stream. off yeah, of straight it straight up lauren hill literally has one album <laughs> true i mean she's got the fuji's joints but she don't even want to do shows she with don't the even play those i don't think so no, she, she literally has one and i think it's like only five I went songs and, saw and, her, and like, i'm out she starts out with like the newer stuff, the like uh, stuff from the unplugged, but you know it's not bad, you know. But it takes so long to get to like, because she only has the one album, so everybody's waiting for that. And then they're, she they're plays like, them in different. Play that thing. She plays them in different speeds, so you can't even recognize the songs yeah. because she's so tired of Man, playing I saw, them the old way. I saw Lupe one time, and this was like the height of Lupe. And he was like playing one song and he had a band and it didn't really sound like the track, which is okay sometimes, but he was like doing it slower, rapping with his back to the crowd. I was like, yo, this is Speaking of Lupe, good. today is the 10 year anniversary of Food and Liquor. Wow. Oh, really? Love that album. I wish, uh, um, I still say that the bootleg version was better, the one that got leaked. But they wound up taking some songs off and adding new songs. But I kind of like the release version. But yeah, the bootleg had some jams on it too. Uh, theme music I, I to a drive by, which they put the out later. Yeah, as a bonus track. Mixtape Lupe is phenomenal. Yeah, Lupe. Yo, there's a new um, album coming out. Yeah, Lupe. yeah. He, he pushed it up. Droga's Wave yeah. or uh, something yeah. like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but his Tetsuo and Youth album that came out like two or three years ago was phenomenal. Dope. Phenomenal album. Very dope. I love that Lupe has is, he's a perfect example of a lyricist who wasn't afraid to get on like new production, new waves and get interesting and still kill it. Shout out know? to Lupe, so, man. I mean to varying degrees Shout. of success because that I mean, one joint was not that great. Was it Lasers? Lasers was not bad. Yeah, not good. Yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah. So let he me He kinda OD'd you. on Lupe ness, yeah, but yeah. so yeah. yeah, exactly. Speaking of that, so what are you all what are y'all opinions on Kanye? Oh no, this would be way too much to say. <laughs> I gotta right, go. So, I can't. Yeah, I, I got work <laughs> today. That note, <laughs> on that yeah, note, yeah. we gotta yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So, gotta, but hey, uh, if I if I can, um, I just want it, just a shout out to like Japan in general because I'm like I'm in this room and I'm looking at these posters. And actually, I was over at uh, Power DJ. My God, right lo- down the street. I love, yeah. dude. I'm staying right down the street at a hotel. And I was thinking Yo. to myself, there's no way in the world I'm gonna find a, a, re- a DJ shop. No, and, Power DJ. And you want to know what? Two two blocks away from my hotel. I was like, oh my God. I got all and this they had, from Power DJ. And, and uh, whatchamacallit? I found the N77s and they don't even sell them in the US anymore. Hey, it's crazy. Cop that. But 
I, I walked out the door, Masters at Work, coming to Japan. And I'm sitting here, I'm looking at this poster, it's Peanut Butter Wolf. Oh, they're here pretty often. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Um, uh, I, my J- record J- bag Rock is the same. Knowledge are in town right now. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sitting here and I'm like looking at all these artists, Peanut Butter Wolf, Egyptian Lover was here, you know, and I'm sitting and you can't find that stuff even in the U.S. And these cats are from the U.S. And, you know, the, the shows that they put on. So it's amazing to be actually be part of that family. To be over here Foreign countries in Japan. seem to have A lot more respect For artists who are not The wave Like the popular True. artists Man You I mean Elder Sensei was out here AG exactly. moved out here AG from Showbiz And AG lives yeah. out yeah. here Oh wow yeah. and it's like, You learn you know, man they Once come you get out, here And you see how Cats are into The mm. music Every Every element You know what I mean I mean Is there even a top five Discussion here in Japan At I, all Probably <laughs> they probably like all have their favorite. I'm sure. You know what I mean? But I, I, I've never understood that whole top five things. I'm just like, I have way We've more. We've got 45 years like. of hip hop history of stylers, innovators, people who have affected the culture in different ways of varying degrees. Uh, that conversation, it, it's it's ridiculous to try to quantify all this culture into five people with exactly. styles. It, that being said, my top five is Dylon, Dylon. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. He had that shirt He's on right. last night. He's all right. I mean, di- I mean, see, this is why I don't like talking about it. Dylan hasn't had a great album <laughs> in years. Dylan fell but, off. He was dope, uh, but he fell off. I have a top zero, and that is Black Thought. Oh, yeah. And I, I have cats who's like, who's Black Thought? I'm like, oh. See, you're having the conversations See? with the wrong people. You gotta, but you know, I'm, you I'm, I'm, I'm around. People. But you know, though, Stone I'm around. Stunner? Sometimes yeah. I'm around a lot Stunner. of. I'm, I am around a lot of youth, a lot of younger, yeah. younger okay. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, this one guy was like, "Yo, Lil Wayne all the way." And I was like, "Have you heard?" I was like, "Nah, man, Black Thought." And he's like, "Who's Black Thought?" I'm just like, "He's like, nah, That's man, Lil you, Wayne's you better than, than Black button. Thought." I'm like, "Oh my god!" But then you gotta educate. That's the, <laughs> yeah. That's I do. the time. But no, now he's out looking for Black Thought. You know what I'm saying? Thirteen albums, not a bad verse. Yeah, Truth, exactly. but you see, but now they go into like, oh man, but he's talking about like, like, co- like knowledgeable stuff. You know, it's not the oh, same man. as like. I've like, never had anybody like metaphors. <laughs> no, that's what he hit me with. You know, Yo, what? why he's talking about knowledgeable? <laughs> Who are you talking? I'm trying to, I'm trying to turn like, up over it's here. It's a different. Like, it's a different style. I'm it's like too much knowledge. I, I need to turn up. Like, come Yo, on. Do Do we have time for one more question for you, Mega Ran? Sure. Michael B. Jordan as Superman. What do you think about this palette swap? Because Henry Cavill, 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 Cavill. he's out. British, British Henry name. Is he out for potentially? Real? He's out. Okay, That's so what potentially. potentially, this could have been a rumor. This yeah. could have been like a, a trick to get more money. I Yo, think he's trying to pull the power play. The DC uh, film subreddit was going crazy. Yeah, they but were, I don't think they were, they were writing him great in the other two okay. movies. Okay, so not at all. I'm against Michael B. Jordan as Superman. Let me tell you why. Because he's Killmonger. No, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. One, because he's Killmonger. Two, though, I am against the palette swap of characters ever in comics. Yo, if you want, to, if you want Michael B. Jordan to be your leading superhero guy, make a movie around this dude, and let's let's get this Static Shock popping mm. or something like that. Or Blue Marvel. Or give Blue him, Marvel. yeah, or just make a new thing, you know. But I hate when they just. There is like, a black Superman, though, in, in one of the universes. Is there one of the universes? It, all of them are black. Uh, Grant Morrison made them. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, in that case, maybe. Uh, I stopped reading Superman after the New 52 and all that stuff. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, not, a, I think it was, um, who said that? Rosario Dawson said that. She's like, you know, the, the whitewashing or the blackwashing of, of characters is, is kind of trash because it's like you can create new history with new characters instead of just trying to get the shock of uh oh 
come on, white America, black Superman, what do you think? You know what I mean? Like, or Idris Elba as black 007 and things like that. Nah, man, just if you really want to work with these guys, work with them. But it doesn't have to be like a, a publicity move. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some, sometimes it does come across as a publicity move, but I'm, I'm not so much against palette swapping if it's a character whose race is not a central component of their of, of who it is. Like Superman. Superman. Yeah, so if, if you decided to make Superman a big old white albino with red eyes, I'd be like, fine. You know yeah, what I mean? Because like, he's an alien, yeah, right? And that—that's the thing. Like when people talk about like, it's oh, hot. the little the little mermaid can't be black because underwater she's not getting sunlight. I'm like, yo, there's a singing crab. Come on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you really on, care? Come like, on, you want to hit me with the science? Hey, yo, but with I'm the looking Caribbean for accent. This but is I not the looking, movie for science. I am looking forward to the new Milan movie. I am because they're using like the straight up Asian cast and it's after they, they, a lot of protests. Or I mean, no, that's the Aladdin movie. The Aladdin movie. Now they, you know. They don't have a problem doing it the other way. You know what I mean? Like the ancient one from uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange. is yeah. a British woman. True. They always will flip it the other way. I thought that I thought it would have been a a, a good palette swap for um, Iron Fist to be an Asian guy. The alienness yeah. of but him I don't, going what to about, Kung But Lung? the story, though, the story would would it have worked? He's still going to be an outsider because yeah. he's an American Asian. Oh yeah, you know That's he's true. still an outsider to Asian culture. So Word. you solve a lot of the problematic Orientalism actually, type of elements yeah, of the this character. season. I'm, this That's season, true. I'm getting a lot of like American Ninja flashbacks right now. I didn't watch season. the new season. Is it out? I heard it's, it's better out. than it's the first. Out. It I is. Did. It's it's How deeper than the first. It, it, it can't be worse. Oh, I didn't even know it was out. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's out. No, he still gets his butt kicked like ridiculously. Like ridiculously, that's crazy. Well, maybe but, I will watch it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, what you gonna call it? Uh, his girlfriend is not, you know, as, yeah, as hot as she was last time. Though. Hey, shout out, <laughs> shout out to Palette Swapping. If they ever try to Palette Swap uh, Mega Ran, we gonna come with the torches. Not the tiki torches, but y'all want to give a shout out to Mega Ran. Thank you for joining the podcast with us today, fam. Thanks y'all for having me, y'all. Y'all are the best. Can you uh, shout out your social media? Yo, or? you can catch me on Megaran.com for most of my things. But if you like music, you go to MegaranMusic.com. If you like merch, you go to MegaranMerch.com. And if you uh, want to keep up with my daily travels, uh, Megaran on Twitter. Um, it looks like Meg Ryan when it's squished together <laughs> closely. It's RS Capital, but it's not. It's Mega Ryan. Thanks. And uh, do you have any upcoming shows coming up? Well, it depends on when this is coming out. Next, next Friday. Friday. Not this tomorrow. All right. But, so there's a there's a two um, a whole month run that I'm doing in the U.S. The Nerdcore Rushmore tour with MC Lars, MC Front a Lot, Schaefer the Dark Lord, coming all around the U.S. See you there. Check it out. Mega Late Show 2018. And uh, shout out to DJ A Rock. A Rock, yeah, and that's two A's. It's actually an acronym. Uh, DJ A A R O C K, and it's pronounced A Rock, not A A A A A A So, and all the social media, A Rock, DJ A Rock, and all that. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to that delightful episode with Mega Ran and DJ AA Rock. Hey guys, is it AA Rock? AA. I'm A-A saying Rock. I'm saying AA Rock like the, the fucking uh, inner city substitute teacher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So le- thanks for listening to that. And uh, now we're going to go ahead and let you know the weather forecast, which oh, is all of the upcoming shows that we have coming up here in Tokyo. And we do this every week, so tune in to find out where dope shit is at. I cannot tell you how many times I've come across somebody who is a supposed hip hop fan, and they're just like, hey, where are all the hip hop shows, Mega? You like hip hop? Oh, you do a hip hop thing? What's up with the hip hop shows? And I'm like, yo, I do have a podcast. 
that highlights all of the dope shit that is happening. So pay attention to that. And now, Late is going to tell you all about some of the upcoming shows. Hey guys, today in Harajuku, I'll be playing at Harry's Sandwich Company, uh, right off of Takashita Dori. It's called Vibes. Vibes at Harry's. We'll be there Vibes from uh, nine to midnight. And I have my guy Niall Kenza, Robin Oliver, also co-selecting with me. The Ocean Eyes frontman. That's right. Indeed, yeah. So uh, yeah, if you want to catch a two-piece of the Ocean and I, come check us out. What type of music are you going to be playing there, late? I have not decided. I will not decide. Okay. Yeah, but it Freestyle will be off the random real shit. and uh, fun. All right. And I don't know what Niall's going to play, but I'm going to tell him to play whatever he wants. So he'll probably play some J-pop. All right. It's going to be good. And the sandwiches are also going to be good, so check so that good. out. Yeah, for sure. That's a nine to midnight. Also, that same day, Born Free is having their third anniversary, day two. That's a FS Green, DJ Alamaki, Marzi from Proper Pedigree and Yentown, Hijiri X, Jiro Tokyo, DJ Sa, Tsukasa, and You Kid. That's going down at Harlem. Slow Lights is going down at a Club Heavy Six Zero in Nakano. And that's from 11 to the next day. So slow lights. That's Heavy a part of their uh, 16th anniversary. So that's right. And they've still that. got lighters for sale from the 15th anniversary. So go buy and pick up one of those for the low, low price of something. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. I do have a 15th anniversary Heavy Six Zero lighter Does it look in my good? possession. It is of the highest quality. I support lighters completely. Shout out to Bad Meets Evil. Yo, uh, it's not super heavy this weekend. Uh, on That's good. Monday, I'm gonna need a break. Yeah, I, I fucking need a break, man. On Monday, Smooth as Eggs is going down in Azapa Juban. That's me and Akira, who needs a DJ name. We're doing that from 7 to almost midnight. Uh, shout out to Kokimura and DJ Hiro and Nas Chris and Koji Nakamura at Underdigic at Insoff every Tuesday. Shout out to Shory Bradsaw with Palladium Lab. That's every first and third Tuesday at Rep. Shout out to Kensuke, DJ Kensuke at Quintet. That's in Umegaoka every Wednesday. And on the 5th, the Friday, Stone's Throw is having their Japan tour for 2018. That's going to be J-Rock and Knowledge, which is going to be dope, probably. Shout out to both of those wonderful individuals. I would love to go to that, but I probably will not. I'm imagining they're just going to be DJ sets, yes? Perhaps. Uh, uh, Does J-Rock rap? No, he doesn't rap. Um, I mean, knowledge can do like a live beat set, but he might just oh. be DJing. Yeah, it's probably know. just DJing. I would assume. I don't know. Uh, I saw J Rock. Well, we saw J Rock. No, we, we did. There. Oh, oh I saw J Rock before. I said hello. I'm Mega, and he said what's up. And then later in the night, he was like, Yo, Mega, and I was like, We're friends now. Thanks, J Rock. <laughs> World famous beat junkies. Yo, I saw him at a, the Do Over a couple years ago. So yeah, shout out to him. And uh, just to go a little bit further, Speakeasy is going down October 7th. Ah, uh, yes. That's going down at Ride at Tenozo Aeru near mm-hmm. Shinagawa. And did y'all like how I said Aeru? That's going to be That's why I guests. turn into this podcast, like, <laughs> <laughs> to get that proper pronunciation. 
special guest Marley Marles fucking playing speakeasy. Yo, <laughs> we're laughing, but I mean that is actually going to be a phenomenal thing, and I think we're and all going to fucking love that. And he's appearing on the Mega Late Show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he's coming for that proper pronunciation as well. Yo, I'm, I've never felt more like in the simulation than when I said those things. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's good. I mean, you know, I think that's why everyone said. Oh, uh, I forget what my train shit. of thought. This is actually the mega late morning show right now. Yeah, we're a little yeah. bit, we're a little bit on one. Mega and late in the morning. Yeah, it's too early for this shit. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, one more thing, I want to go ahead and plug Tokyo Was Here Party, which is happening on October 27th, way out in the distance, but it's going to be very dope. It is an island vibe party with dancehall, afrobeat, world music, as well as hip-hop, R&B, and perhaps some club music. Shout but out. we're going to be live streaming that show, and we're also on the poster doing our thing as the Mega Late Show. Uh, it's going to be emceed by uh, MC Wise of the Teriyaki Boys, lots of special guests, including Sean G, who you can check out on the Mega Late Show for a Kaiwa episode. For sure. Um, that is, this is a party thrown by uh, I Am Jesse in association with Jet Set Records, which is also super dope. Brooklyn Terry is going to be there. There's going to be some Jamaican coffee as well as some island finger food and some film, some other things. Check that out. October 27th at Batica. And that's going to be great. So dope. we really like all of you. Please contact us. There's a person named E E A. 56 who is the third highest listener of our podcast that person has listened to over uh almost 90 episodes of the podcast and i'm not sure who that is but Hold thank you up. for supporting us man 90 episodes yeah about it's it's like we a, have 90 episodes uh or they've they've listened over 90 times i should say yeah and maybe we do. Yo, I shout out to know. EA Games 56. Yo, thank you. Um, thank you for rocking with us. And for all of our listeners, uh, send us some correspondence and let us know what you like, what you don't like. Oh, I forgot and one And all thing. of those things of that uh, nature. Play as be Neo. That's a Koji Nakamura's event that goes down every first Thursday at Lounge Neo in Shibuya. Shout out. Mega Late Show. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, check us out next week and stuff like that. Bum, 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 bum.
headaches seemed like nothing changed. Maybe Dr. Strauss had lied because I still felt the same. But never mind, three months later, redefined. I'm getting smart, you'll never find a better or more clever mind. I Q185, still working at the bakery. The dudes who dissed me once now don't quite know what to make of me. They try to get me fired. I'm like Professor Neemer. Miss Kinney has been feeling me, but Joe, I haven't seen her. I think I'm scared her off, freaking out about the past. I saw the younger Charlie masturbating through the glass in the grass. Now I'm past my prime, thinking this will fade away. Got with a girl named day to day to try to kill the pain away. This mouse Algernon had the same surgery. Now I see him acting all strange and all erratic. See, he used to beat me in the maze. Now we're slowing down. Just like this little mouse. Is that how I'm going out? You want to be different, different. I just want to be like, be like everyone else in the world. Something's happening, I don't think that I can control it Looking at my report and I don't even think that I wrote it Unable to focus, avoiding human contact Cause of how I might act, got my old job back Yet it wasn't the same, they don't call me a dummy They just stare, point and whisper, and feel sorry for me So in my final days, I move far away So please put some flowers on Algernon's grave You want to be different, different. I just wanna be like, be like Everyone else in the world, world You want to be different, different I just wanna be like, be like Everyone else in the world Down to the nitty gritty, change my city titty 
pretty cost these days My doctor really love me how I'm only half awake I just came from the funeral, my ugly passed away Welcome to Beverly Hills Welcome to Vicodin, I took the pills, I think they saved lives I just hope that they right All I am is everything and nothing at all All I am is shelter for your heart to lean on All I am is love I know it's made from clay But if I have to go, I pray my soul is still eternal in my 